we've been on this uh journey over the last few weeks where we are talking about the emphasis of spiritual disciplines and we are in this last week of this four part talk series called falling in love with the process and i want to assure you i really want to assure you that god is very much interested in your daily lives and not just your sunday lives are you guys with me god is very much interested in your daily lives and not just your sunday evening lives because jesus desires that a pursuit for christ likeness is a consistent upward journey can you say the word upward, upward. right and, and i'm going to ask you guys on chat to help me out there can you type the word upward you know this 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 journey for holiness the journey for christ likeness is a consistent upward journey but in order to see the evidence of holiness and and Christ likeness in our daily lives we need to create the space for spiritual habits and spiritual disciplines that's what we have been you know learning that's what we have been diving into the last couple of weeks that we have been talking about because every disciple of Jesus Christ holds certain disciplines close to their heart Are you guys with me? Every disciple of Jesus Christ holds certain disciplines close to their heart. You can't really call yourself a disciple without embracing a discipline. Right? Why are you guys looking at me so serious? You guys don't agree with what I'm saying? Right? Are you guys with me? Everybody in the house, right? If you guys are with me on Zoom, emojis please, show of hands. I wish I could say that but yeah show of emojis if you guys are with me every disciple of Jesus Christ holds certain disciplines close to their heart because the truth is we are called to be disciples we are called to be followers and and not just spectators or some fans of this whole thing called christian faith or this whole thing called the gospel of Jesus Christ we are not called to be spectators right every single person has a role in the kingdom every single person So so whether you're an introvert whether you're an extrovert whether you're this uh, you know whichever category you fit into I want to assure you and I want to tell you this you have a role in the kingdom of God I don't know if that surprises you I don't know if you say Nenad you're just messing around with me I'm not because I don't know about you but the scriptures are very clear that all of us are called to be disciples and all of us have a role to play when it comes to building the kingdom of God and because see the thing is it's very easy for all of us to to get our lives inspired by this gospel message the gospel message is is fascinating the gospel message is inspiring the gospel message is motivating but sometimes all of us or maybe most of us get into this space where all that the gospel is doing is inspiring you you get into this space that all that the gospel is doing it is this good ted talk that you like listening to all of this gospel message is just this so motivating and feel good kind of thing that is not really bringing out that transformation but i want to tell you and i want to remind you that when jesus spoke about being disciples when jesus asked the people who were journeying with him and called them out and say boss i need you to be my disciple he also it, it he was also trying to say that it requires habits and it requires spiritual practices to advance in our journey from being a fan to being a follower there's a difference there's a difference can you guys say that with me there's a difference 
there's a difference. Hey, band, I know you guys just had played a worship set, but come on, guys, talk back to me. It's not like we're a room full of thousand people over here. But there's a difference when you are a fan of Jesus, and there's a difference when you're a follower of Jesus. And I hope that Zealous can be a community of Christ followers, not just of fans, right? And I, because that's God's desire for every single one of you. Because when it comes to advancing, that's where the, the rubber hits the road. So let me ask you this question. Are you really advancing in your relationship with Christ? Or, or do you find yourself stagnant? Do you find yourself kind of, you know, always stumbling? It's something that you can really think about. Because in these last few weeks, right, whenever we have been talking about the spiritual disciplines, we have been talking about how these spiritual disciplines are really a guide to ensure that we are not stagnant. These spiritual disciplines that we spoke about, they're, these, they're, the, they're a guide to help us build our lives as followers of Christ. These habits are going to help us kickstart this journey of holiness that God wants us to experience. So in the first, uh, the, the two weeks back, we, we spoke about how God's word is the intake of Regular, consistent scripture is a discipline that we all need to cultivate. We spoke about the word two weeks back. Last week, we spoke about worship as a spiritual discipline. And today, as we are closing out on this series, we, we're going to be talking about an equally important spiritual discipline in every Christ follower's life. So the first, first week, we emphasized the purpose of it, where Paul, I want to remind you again, as Paul reminded Timothy, where he says, for the purpose of Godliness. Can you guys say that with me and type it out with me, everybody? For the purpose of godliness. For the purpose of godliness. And we saw that the, the week two was the word, week three was worship. And in fact, as we are diving into this, to this spiritual principle, I, I was reading about a few th uh, blogs uh, online a couple of weeks back, and I picked up this phrase which kind of defines this particular piece really well. And I'm sure that by the time I finish reading this, this piece that I picked up, you'll know what spiritual discipline we're going to be diving into. So are you guys, are you guys ready? Just listen to this uh, intentionally. And if you guys pick it up, just put it up in chat if you know what we're going to be talking about today. This is what it says, this particular piece. It is sporadic at best, erratic most of the time, and often more prosaic than powerful. It is an untapped resource, an unexplored continent where countless treasure remains to be unearthed. It is talked about more than anything else and practiced less than anything else. And yet, for every Christ follower, it remains one of the necessary disciplines we must cultivate in our spiritual lives if we are going to continue to be conformed to the image of Christ. Any guesses, guys? I see, I see some of you are typing it out, the Word, the Word of God. All right, maybe, but we, we already touched upon that. Faith. All right, what, what do you say? Prayer. All right, how many of you think it's prayer? Two people in the house. All right, I'm, I'm calling my talk. Oh, let me see. How many of you guys on chat think it's prayer too? Show of emojis. I don't want to. Okay, one person. All right, see me too. Right, I'm calling today's talk the first response. And, and like some of you pointed out, we are going to be talking about the spiritual discipline of prayer. Right, and I don't know about you, 
I have run away from this topic way too much. Anybody with me on that? Wow, all you guys are saints, eh? You guys show up for all community prayer calls, is it? I mean, every time there's a, there's a conversation about prayer, I used to find some way to sneak out of that conversation. Every time there was, there was a meeting that was centered around prayer, I would always find reasons to skip it. And, and I don't know if you find yourself in those same shoes, but I want to tell you, prayer for every Christ follower is, is a way of life. Can you guys say that with me? It's a way of life. It's, it's, it's rather than, rather than, you know, just some order or just some patterns that, that we kind of, uh, you know, just practice for a season of life or we think a, 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 a robot or robust or some traditional patterns that we have picked up from the church history. Prayer is a way of life for every Christ follower. See, the scriptures help us see and get this glimpse through the lives of the early disciples and their approach towards prayer. And, and I love it that Paul, whenever he's writing his letters to these various churches that he was traveling to and, and communicating with and, and shepherding and leading them, Paul in all his letters is exhorting, sometimes encouraging, sometimes reminding and sometimes even commanding the Christ-following communities to these specific prescribed habits, specific prescribed habits when it comes to prayer. And, and like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of just quickly run through some of the highlights that Paul does in, in some of the letters that he's written. You know, when he was writing to the community of Rome, uh, when he was writing the letter of Romans, he tells them to be constant in prayer. Remember, remember some of these words I'm using. To the Romans, he tells them to be constant in prayer. To the people in Colossae, he asks them to continue steadfastly in prayer. To the church in Thessalonica, he is almost commanding them and telling them, pray without ceasing. And when he's writing to the community in the church of Ephesus, he, is, he reminds them that praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. And you see in all of his writings uh, and, and conversations about prayer, Paul really helps bring this attention to a passionate, persistent prayer. Passionate, persistent prayer in the life of every Christ follower. Passionate, persistent prayer. And as a community of Christ followers, zealous, I want to tell you that the, the cities, the areas, the neighborhoods that we are staying in, we are representing Christ. We are really out there representing Christ. Wherever we go, wherever we travel, we are representing Christ. And these reminders that I just pointed out are essential today, you know, you know even as we step out and we do this thing called life. You know, where, where all of us, if we are to really grow in our journey of Christ-likeness, we need to cultivate this discipline uh, when it comes to prayer. Because as much as we might talk about in, uh, reading the Bible and reading the scriptures, as much as we might talk about worship as a spiritual discipline, I want to encourage all of us that a consistent and a passionate devotion to the discipline of prayer is the need of the hour for all of us. Not just for the band, not just for the leaders of Zealous, but for every single Christ follower, a discipline of prayer is the need of the hour. You know, uh, 
I know the, 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 the situations in our cities are getting so difficult to, to go out there and, and, you know, eat outside. But some of us are still doing that, right? <laughs> right? I mean, you, you would have just maybe remembering while, I talk, while I'm talking to you about eating outside, you might be thinking about a favorite place we, that you just visited. And, and it's fascinating, right, that, that so many people love eating outside. I don't know, maybe just a handful of you may not like eating outside. Is there anybody like that? You don't like eating outside? Wow. Right. Wow, okay. I don't know what kind of food you guys eat at home, but please call me over. I would love to taste that. But most of us love eating outside, right? And, and especially most of us love eating at these places where so much of time and effort is, giving, is given to present that dish well, right? I mean, presentation skills, it's not just about the quality of the food, but how they display it, how they kind of arrange it for us. And, and they, when they present it, you're like, wow. Immediately our phones come out and like you want to click it for the gram and you want to post it up on stories. And, you know, the next thing you get into a conversation. And it was so crazy, right, that we all get so fascinated by the presentation on that plate, right? But then here's the interesting part. I also want to ask you, how many of you really avoid some of the dishes that are put up on display on your plate? Right? Like, let me give you an example. Like, you have a plate that has some mains and then it has some sides, right? How many of you fully ignore the sides that are there? Right? Anybody? Come on, guys. At least for this, you guys can get talking, right? Yeah, Johnson is saying if it's wedge, he fully ignores it. Right? I, I think most of us would do something similar, right? We, we just want to ignore the sides and we want to dive in straight into the main part of it, right? And, and some of us look at prayer like that. You know, we, we think, okay, prayer, uh, I, I don't really think it is that important. I mean, I can go to church, I can worship, I can, I can do everything that we are supposed to do as a Christ follower, but prayer is that side dish that you have ignored, right? But let me tell you something, prayer is no side dish that you can conveniently avoid. Prayer is our main course. Can somebody say that with me? Prayer is our main course. The next time, if, 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 if I want to help you in one way to help you develop this appetite for prayer, the next time you look at your main course, I hope you can think of prayer. You know, prayer is your main course. Come on, turn to somebody. I know you have your masks on, but talk to somebody and tell them prayer is your main course. Come on, guys, get that up on chat. Remind somebody on chat today, prayer is your main course. It's no side dish to conveniently avoid. It's a lifeline when it comes to our faith in Christ. It is, it is our fuel that keeps our passion and fire for God burning. You know, it's this, the posture of prayer is, this, is our worship and our reverence to God. And it is the best way to communicate with God. Prayer is our main course. I, didn't find, I was thinking of some like really powerful way to communicate this, but... I, I think this would really get us going. How I many of you like main course? Anybody? Every day, right? Right? You, like, we can't live on sides. Like, Vivian, can you live on broccolis and sauteed vegetables? Right? Yeah, Mamta would say yes for that. 
But but I don't think that's my case, Mom. I I can't live on sauteed veggies. Like you know, we we need the mains. Come on, tell somebody you need the mains. You need the main course, guys. And prayer is that main course that we are talking about. And I believe today God really wants to reignite the passion for prayer in our lives. I need it. I don't know about you, but I need that 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 kickstart. I need that reignition again because I want to tell you some of the some of the most beautiful memories of my Christian faith was shaped in my times of prayer. In my was shaped in my experiences of prayer. And I want to kind of circle back and kind of go back to uh, to Colossians 4, where Paul is writing to this community. And I just want to pick this one verse where he tells them in, in chapter 4, verse 2, he tells them, be persistent and devoted to prayer. Being alert and focused in your prayer life with an attitude of thanksgiving. And I love that word devoted over there. I love that word devoted over there. You know, the truth is right. Every single person in this room, every single person on this call, and all those who are watching online, every one of us is devoted to something. Every single one of you is devoted to something. Most of us are devoted to too many things, right? And, and how do you know what you are devoted to? These are some of the indicators that will help you know what you're devo devoted to. When, when something becomes your priority, when, when you learn to sacrifice something for that one thing, when you, when you give it your time, when you give it your attention, when you give it your sweat, when you give it maybe even your blood and your tears and I don't know what, you know for a fact that you are devoted to that one particular thing or many things, right? Because all of us are devoted to something. But Jesus expects all his disciples to be devoted to prayer. Because Jesus himself modeled prayer so well. He himself was devoted to prayer. And if you read the, the four Gospels, you'll see so many instances where Jesus took out time to move away from the crowds, to move away from his own people. And the, and the scripture records it that he did that frequently because he took aside that time not to do anything else but to pray. You know, in Luke, there's this, there's this beautiful moment where he had just performed a miracle and the crowds were beginning to know more about, wanting to know more about Jesus. Who is this person who's healing the sick? Who is this person that is, you know, causing so many crazy things to happen like we have never heard before? And Luke records this moment so well in Luke 5, 15 and 16. He says, but the news about him was spreading farther and large crowds kept gathering to hear him and be healed of their illnesses. But this is classic Jesus. Look at verse 16, what he's doing. But Jesus himself would often, often slip away to the wilderness and pray in seclusion. See, Jesus modeled the consistent devotion for prayer. And, and he, he almost charged his disciples. He reminded, he commanded his disciples with the same principle. Which is why, you know, we, we see so many of the disciples in the early church kind of talk about this part where the church of Acts, they were devoted to prayer like we read some time back. They were devoted. They were committed to praying. And which brings me to, to, to know this uh, or, or think about it. Some of you might be thinking, Nenad, we already know this. Why are you telling us about the, the, the importance of prayer? Why are you telling us that we need to be devoted to prayer? We know all of this. Show offense if this is not the first time you're hearing this, right? 
I mean, you've heard about prayer. You've heard about the importance of it. You've heard about like, oh, praying is so spiritual, right? Or like, if you're a Christian, you have to pray. If, if you are a Christian, you must pray. Like, this is not the first time you're hearing about it. But then let me ask you this question. Why is it that we, even after knowing the truth and the importance and the essence of prayer, we still find it so difficult and so taxing to model a consistent lifestyle of prayer for ourselves? Have you been there? Experienced that? I have. I have, where, where you're really struggling. You want to do it, but you can't do it. You, you start doing it on one day, and then you don't do it for the next five to seven days. You, you do it for three days, and then you're like completely missed out on the track record for another like two weeks, and then you're, there's always something coming up when you want to pray. Is this just my schedule? Sounds familiar. Thank you. One person. If you think that's your schedule on chat, put it up, guys. Maybe, maybe it could be possible that our, when we view prayer, prayer is often looked at as an obligation rather an invitation from God. Prayer is often looked at as an obligation rather than an invitation from God. See, a lifestyle of prayer is an invitation by God through Jesus to understand God's heart for you. To understand God's heart for you. It is this time of restful communion with God that brings renewal in our life. And most of the time, we miss out this important fact that this conversation between God and humanity was initiated by God Himself. You know, He longs to interact with you. He longs to connect with you. He longs to know the desires that are there on your heart. And He longs to, to, to help you understand His desires and His intentions and His plans for you his destiny for you. Jesus longs for you to know that. And one of the spaces where that can be explored and, and unraveled and unwrapped is in your personal times of prayer. But we all see that these barriers that are there for this consistent prayer life. And, and then we, we feel like you go, you know, maybe I'm not so close to God, so I don't know if I, if I go in prayer, how will that conversation look like? You know, I, I think I've not lived my life according to God's expectations, so what's the point of praying? Oh, I've not attended this, this cell group, I've not attended this Sunday group, I've not given financially, I've not been a good Christ follower, I don't know if God will even listen to the prayers on my heart. But can I tell you, tonight, Jesus is offering that invitation to you once again to commune with Him through prayer, to, to get to know His heart through that conversation. Not a monologue, but a conversation between you and God. And I just want to share with you a few ways for that passionate, persistent lifestyle of prayer. Are you guys with me on that? Do you guys want to dive in and kind of just make this a reality? Because I'm telling you, gone are the days where you just want to live Sunday to Sunday, man. Gone are the days where you just want to live from one message to another. It's time each one of us dives in to the scriptures. It's time each one of us dives into your personal time of worship. It's time that each one of us dives into your personal time of prayer and communion with the living God.
So I want to just leave with you a few ways how God really shaped that, 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 that desire for a passionate and a persistent life of prayer. And He's doing it so much better even in our lives today. So the secret, okay, number one secret for a passionate and a persistent life of prayer. Do you want to know what that is? If you want to really learn how to pray, just pray. Right? Like, I don't know if you were expecting something big or something bold or like something dashing. I want to tell you, if you want to learn how to pray, just pray. In other words, what do you mean by that? Let me tell you what I mean by that. Can you, can you at least for one week, if not one month, set aside a time that you want to pray? Put it in your schedule. You guys know yourself well. You know when you're active. You, you know, you, you know you're act, when you're, you're a morning person, you're a night person. I don't care. I'm sure that you have a schedule. I'm sure that you, you, you follow a schedule. If you don't, that's a whole different conversation we need to have. But, but considering that you follow a schedule or you're forced to follow a schedule, I am sure you can put in a consistent approach in your daily schedule. And as much as possible, stick to it. Don't wait for things to go really out of your hand in your life situations to go like to the extremes and then you find yourself on your knees praying. You know, that's, that's, that's a mistake that I've made so many times where I've waited for things to become, for things to go bad. I've waited for things to go from bad to worse and then I found myself praying and I was like, man, I wish I would have just done it earlier. Don't you wish some of those moments you would have just resorted to prayer a bit earlier than exhausting all your intellect, exhausting all your expertise, exhausting all your knowledge and understanding and whatever you guys put a chip on your shoulder and move around, whatever that looks like. Don't you hope that you would have just taken out maybe that step back to just sit back and say, let me start by praying. So the best way to learn how to pray is to just pray. And, and here's, here's something that I want to say on these same lines. Do it even if you don't feel like it. That's the catch, guys. That's the catch. When you don't feel like it, still put yourself into that habit. Put yourself into that practice of doing it. Because let me tell you something. If you're talking about being devoted and fully committed to praying, to be fully devoted to anything, your feelings need to take a backseat. Are you guys with me? If you're fully devoted to something, your feelings need to take a back seat. I don't know who I'm saying this to, but you, you have been far too much of all about feelings. It's, it's all about feelings. It's all about those experiences. It's all about those, 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 those thoughts that you have been holding on to so, so dear to you. But if you really want to be devoted, if you really want to start that journey of being committed and following Jesus... Let your feelings take a backseat for a while and you will see a tangible and a massive difference when you start praying. So yeah, just to learn to pray, just pray. And the second one is something that God really expounded to me and, and we covered this a bit, but I want to kind of, you know, just, just help us see this from a slightly different lens today. Oh, one of the ways to build a passionate, persistent lifestyle of prayer is by meditating on the scriptures. For all those who have ever said in your life, I don't know what to pray. Show of hands. I don't know what to pray. 
like where do i start uh like should i start by confessing should i start by uh like god how are you uh or like yeah what's up like if you've ever wondered how to pray i want to just tell you a simple cheat for that a cheat code for that start by praying the scriptures if you don't know how to articulate yourself before god the psalms are filled with prayers and petitions that you can start with and 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 the the psalms are there the, the jesus teaches his disciples where the disciples said jesus can you teach us how to pray and out of that came the revolutionary the lord's prayer that we all have been talking about sometimes we have said it without any understanding but that's the beauty of how jesus modeled prayer he he took our time and he helped them understand how to model it out how to pray the scriptures and sometimes and sometimes the best thing to do is pray the scriptures that's why david records this in psalm 19 where he says let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable and pleasing in your sight the second way of how you can really build this lifestyle and this discipline of prayer is by meditating on this on the scripture you know meditation was a catalyst that catapulted david from knowing the truth of god to talking with god because come on we all say we know the truth okay we all say i think i know the truth i think i know what this whole gospel thing is all about but have you used that to communicate with god when was the last time you had a communication with god i'm not talking about that list of prayer that you just keep mugging up and saying and then that's it your prayer life is done and you're walking back and going to doing the things that you have to do i'm not talking about the list i'm talking about that conversation with god meditation is one of the best ways to understand what that conversation of god uh, conversation with god can look like you know i remember my my journey where i was just learning the importance of prayer i was just learning the importance of understanding the power of a promise and at during that time i got this word this verse you know john 15:7 and for some of you it might be your favorite scripture verse till date it's still my favorite scripture verse it says if you remain in me my words remain in you if you that means that is if you're virtually united and my message lives in your heart ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you I was like that is easy <laughs> whatever i wish are you serious that means i thought all i need to do is go to church show up at church irrespective of what i'm doing through the rest of the week that's one way for me to just remain in god right like remaining in god is equated to attending church that's what i thought and and i was like okay if i just go to church meetings i get whatever i want how cool or how stupid i w- i would say you know and and then i started meditating on that verse over and over again i started reading it and reading it again and i started reading it again and then i saw man the 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 starting of the verse itself is a journey if you remain in me or in other words if you abide in me abiding is a journey it's not a quick fix abiding is a journey and that and that word abide is is kind of associated to the last part of that same verse that whatever you wish it shall be done for you in some of the translations it says you know and and there's a beauty and, and there's this great 
tension that, that, that is created when, when you and me have to make this decision, when you have to abide according to the word of God. You don't abide according to your preferences. You don't live according to the trends. You don't live according to the culture, norms that are being dictated to you. You are abiding. That means you are living. You are soaking your life in the word of God. You are soaking your life in the expectations that Jesus has for you. And that's the beauty of abiding in the scripture. Because here's the truth, right? We think we can get whatever we want when we read it first time. But when you really give yourself this time to meditate and allow the Holy Spirit to bring that revelation to you, you understand that the more you abide in Jesus, your desires most of the times are never about what you want. It's always about what He wants through you. It's always that abiding leads to that beauty of surrender. And that beauty of surrender births in us this, this radical obedience that you want to obey what Jesus wants to say over your life, over your choices, over your lifestyles, over how you spend your Saturday nights, over how you spend your weekends, over how you spend your money, over how you spend your finances, over the preference choices, over your sexual choices, over every little and big thing in your life. That is the beauty of abiding in Jesus. Now I'm telling you, I didn't write all of this. But the reason I can talk to you about this is because the reminder that the Holy Spirit birthed in my heart to meditate on the scripture before you pray. Most of the times we feel our prayers are ineffective. Most of the times we feel that nobody hears my prayers. I've been praying to you, Jesus. What is happening? Most of the times it could be that we never created that space for meditation about the power of the scriptures. And I want to close by just telling you this. The greatest assurance for every Christ follower is that your prayers are answered. That's the greatest assurance because prayer changes you while it is changing the things around you. Prayer is changing you while it is changing the things around you. Don't give up on, on your prayers. Don't give up on those petitions. Don't give up on those cries because God is, is seeing it. It's not that God has forgotten. It's not that God has gone deaf. It's not that God is blind. He knows what's there on your heart. The discipline of prayer will be cherished even more when you understand that your conversations with God, your petitions, your cries, your tears in the secret are being noticed by God because your prayers are heard and your prayers will be answered. Either you'll get the answer to the situation that you're looking for or God will cause that situation to change something within you. Either way, there is an answer to prayer that happens. And I want to just challenge you tonight. When you really sit down and understand the power, the purpose, and the practice of prayer, you can't help but make prayer your first response to anything that hits you. That is the difference between a passionate prayer and a mundane prayer. You see, the, the times of your devotion are not just about you killing time so that you can roll on into something else. 
but you use that time as a first thing to do rather than exhausting every possible option and then resorting to prayer so this year zealous every desire that you want to fulfill back it up with a decision this year for every promise of god you want to see come to pass seek god for his purpose through that promise first for every goal you want to check off of your list this year back it up with a process and not just that learn to fall in love with that process because the journey to be the radiant one is backed up with healthy spiritual discipline so whether it's the intake of the word whether it is the expression of your worship or whether it is the devotion and the consistency of your prayer life and of your prayer time whatever it is learn to fall in love with the processes learn to fall in love with the habits with the disciplines with these lifestyle changes that god wants to trigger in and through your life because i'm telling you that's where the beauty is that's where the beauty is a passionate persistence for prayer i pray and i hope and i want to challenge you that that will be our first response a devotion to prayer let's pray See, I think you know where you stand today when it comes to your personal choices and your lifestyles of prayer. And and if you really want to allow the presence of God to to kind of kickstart this journey to birth that desire and that hunger for prayer in your life, it starts with just simply praying by meditating on the scriptures and just allowing create that space on a continual basis. And if that's you, can I just ask you even if you're tuned in from your home right now, even if you're tuned in from from some different part, if you're on the move wherever you are right now, can I just ask you if that's your desire to build that passion for prayer and that lifestyle for prayer, can you just raise up your hand and just allow the holy spirit to birth that desire within you wherever you're tuning in from, wherever you're watching from, can you just allow the presence of God that you would do this you would build this habit not in your own strength but you would allow the word of god you would allow the presence of god you would allow this community to really birth that hunger and that appetite for that consistent lifestyle of prayer so god we are to come before you we are to we are to come before you and surrender our weaknesses surrender our flaws surrender lord the pride lord the lord the guilt lord the shame the discouragement that we have faced when it comes to our personal choices of prayer jesus that you would really birth in that hunger and that appetite for us holy spirit that you would enable us to be a community that believes in the power and also practices the discipline of prayer Lord we surrender our lives we surrender our lifestyles to you we surrender our schedules to you we surrender our decisions we surrender the days of the week we surrender all that we take upon our, our, our plate lord we surrender to you lord and we pray help us create those spaces to commune with you jesus and help us fall in love 
with those processes. Help us fall in love with the process so that we can be the radiant ones that you have called us to be. We surrender our hearts, we surrender our minds, and we surrender our lives to you. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 And I want to tell you that the, our talk series might have just come to a close. But I'm sure what we have done over the last three weeks, we have just touched upon some of the surface levels of these beautiful spiritual disciplines. The Word of God, worship, and prayer. Word, worship, and prayer. I'm telling you, if you hold these three close to your life and practice it on a consistent basis, nothing can stop you from experiencing the presence of the living God in your daily lives. God bless you. I hope you have been empowered and I hope this has been a journey of great learning even as we fall in love with the process. Uh, I hope we definitely fall in love with the process. This has been a tough series. This has been an exciting time for me to just dive in and uh, it's been my prayer for the entire church that we would not take the word of God lightly, that we would not take the worship experiences casually, and that we would not undermine the power of prayer, whether as an individual or as a community. Because God really wants to use each one of you to build His kingdom. God bless you guys. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.com.